In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. This is the final week of our opening sermon series that we're called Making Sense of the Bible. Over these last six weeks, we have traveled through the Bible in specific ways, trying to unpack it, help it make sense to you. But you see, the Bible is not really just this book that sits on a shelf that we like. It's really a book that is meant to help us every day to live our lives better, to give us strength, to give us inspiration, to really set us on our way. And so today, the last day of this sermon series, we're really talking about how the Bible hits the ground, where the rubber hits the road, how we actually use the Bible every day to help us every day. And as I was thinking about this sermon, the one question I really want to ask, but I don't really want to ask, is how many of you read the Bible every day? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what I thought. Those of you who do read the Bible every day get extra credit. Those of you who don't, I kind of want to make a case for how the Bible really can help you in your daily life. Not just as something obligatory, some duty that we have, but rather an opportunity that God gives us, an opportunity to actually be inspired an opportunity to reconnect with God, to recenter ourselves, and to really live the kind of Christian life, the discipleship life that we really want to live. Now, as a child, I admit to you, we never really read the Bible. I never really read the Bible, but I knew the stories. And I knew the stories for one very good reason. I grew up in a church that had beautiful stained glass windows along the walls of the church, and each of those stained glass windows depicted a story from the Bible. Now, my family and I would get to church early. Did you hear that? <laughs> just saying, right? This happened, and I went to church early. I'm just saying. Okay. So my family would go to church early, and as, my, as everyone around us would pray, I wasn't really doing that, but I would point at the windows, and my mother would tell me the story from the Bible of each of those windows. And that's really how I learned about Jesus. My favorite window of all was when the little children came to Jesus, because the picture of Jesus surrounded by children I loved because all the adults were on the outside. It was great. These stories from the Bible are stories that get in us, and we know those stories, and many of us can tell some of those stories, but what the Bible offers us is more than just knowing good stories. The Bible can also give us opportunities to live better. As I hope you all know, we're spending this entire school year learning the Bible front to back. Every Sunday, at every age, we here at St. Michael are learning particular stories of the Bible in order. This sounds good, but it's even better when it actually affects your real life. Just this last week, a mother in the congregation was talking to her young teen, really preteen, about feeling bad at school because some of the kids were not being nice to her. And the mother said, all of a sudden it came to me, Joseph, Joseph, the, his brothers were not nice to him. In fact, they sold him into slavery. And yet, even being mistreated, God used those experiences to actually serve a greater purpose. And she was stunned in the moment 
that as her daughter was upset about being mistreated at school, she came up with a Bible story that she says just a few weeks ago she would have never been able to tell. Certainly it would have never occurred to her to use in this moment with her child. And yet having just learned it a couple weeks ago here, all of a sudden scripture was beginning to sink with her life. That is the kind of opportunity that we have in scripture. That is the kind of opportunity that we have when we know the Bible well enough. We find this foundation, this anchor that we can hold tight to. I don't know about you, but I need the Bible for sustenance. I need the stories that God has told over centuries to sustain me in this world. If you've been watching the news the last couple weeks, even if you have not been watching the news the last couple weeks, it's hard to have missed all of just the bad behavior going on, regardless of whatever you think about anything. We cannot be proud of how we treat each other, how people in front of us on camera treat one another. You see, we are better than this. We want to be better than what we see in the world, except what we see in the world gets in us all the time. It filters down into us. It worries us. It causes us stress and anxiety, not sure how to talk to our children, perhaps not even confident enough to talk to our friends because you're not entirely sure what they think about that thing or that person. Our relationships are stressed because the world simply is too dark. But when we know what God has been doing over time, when we know how God has used people over time to be light in the darkness, to be that hopefulness when the world seems dark, that gives us an anchor, that gives us something we can grab onto, that gives us hope when we don't see enough of that hope in our world. Today is the feast day of St. Michael and all angels. This is our patronal feast day, which is one of those priesty words that I like. This is the day that we celebrate the person, the archangel, that inspires this particular congregation. The story we heard from Revelation about Michael is pretty sensational. This archangel cosmic battle of good and evil, where evil is cast out and the good triumphs, that kind of sensationalism is something that is relatively far away from our day-to-day -day experience. Except that perhaps on a day like today, we can remember something as simple as good will triumph over evil, that love will win, that when we go through our life day-to-day, and all of the stressors, stressors and anxieties that we experience seem to begin to weigh us down, that we get these little reminders that God is at work. God is at work through each one of us. On this day when we remember St. Michael, it's important for us to remember this congregation, to think about what is actually happening here. Look at around at the good things that are going on here. We've got more young acolytes than we've had in years. We've got a children's choir for the first time in decades. 
Attendance during our midweek programs at this church have continued to go up. General engagement in our mission work has increased. Sunday attendance has gone up. All of these things are so good. This becomes our anchor, not just because you like the people in the pews next to you, I hope you do, but it's more than that. God is at work through us in this place, and not just because God is bored, but because God wants good to win. See, we have a responsibility. We come here as Christian people because we are inspired by what Jesus did. But it doesn't stop with our inspiration. We're given the opportunity to actually affect the world for the good. And we don't have to do it alone. We do that work together. And we do that work in a world where we do not always fit. Christians, people who follow Jesus, really don't fit in the world. And guess what? We're not supposed to. We might be in the world, but we are not of the world. We, every day when we wake up and make a decision to follow Jesus again, are being transformed and remade. And in that transformation, we are becoming less of the world and more of God's kingdom on earth. This is our sacred call, to be here, but to always, in all ways, point to God, to conform ourselves to God, to be the good and the light and the hope in the world that all the people around us, even the people here, need. We are human and we fail over and over again. But do not let our small failures keep us from seeing the great good hope that God puts inside each one of us. Be kind to one another. Do not let other people be unkind to anyone else. Remind people that in God's economy, every person matters, no exceptions, that love is the only way that we actually treat one another. And whenever we fall short of that, just be sorry, reconcile, and start again. God walks with us every step of the way, and each one of us can be the hope that someone is looking for, the hope that can continue to transform the world for the good. So on this feast day, I hope you are happy with what is going on here. I hope you will plug in and invest even more with what is going on here, such that we can take heart, keep the faith, and be confident in what God is doing through Christ, through us, being the hope that this world needs to shine the light in the darkest places. And in doing so, we are part of God's plan to save this world. Amen.